Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, I've had a real quiet weekend this weekend, except for the pretty loud thunderstorms that rolled through yesterday afternoon here in the Dallas area. We got a ton of rain again, uh, but it's been pretty quiet. My wife, uh, she headed out of town for a long weekend and, and she took the toddler with her. So it's just been the dog and I hanging out, grilling when it's dry and working on a few projects in the garage. And, uh, now she, my wife, went out of town to go down to Austin, that area, uh, to to help out with her parents, um, do a little cleaning around the house and that sort of thing, because her mom is currently laid up, uh, recovering from a recent hip replacement surgery. Now the good news is the the surgery went great, and uh, she is on her her road to recovery, but it is a long road uh, for that type of surgery. And then I'll tell you, her mom is, she's a little younger, not quite to retirement age, so she still is working. Uh, she's got a full-time job. Um, and the good news is she's also got some disability coverage through her employer, so she, at least some of her income is covered while she's working. Um, and I'll tell you, I'm really glad she finally got the surgery done. It was it was painful to me the last couple of times I saw her, just watching her struggle to, to get up out of a chair or, or sit down and even just walking around. Uh, the, the level of pain that she was in was, it was visible, it was intense. And, and here's what I have to ask you, you know, what if she didn't have that disability coverage? What if she couldn't take a break from work to get the surgery that she desperately needed because she, she couldn't forego that income for the three or four weeks, whatever it is, for, for the recovery? What would she do then? Just continue limping around and, and, and grin and bear it, you know, deal with the pain? I, I don't know. And, and what about you? Do you know anybody that's in a similar situation? Maybe somebody that's really in need of care, but again, just can't afford it because they can't take a break from work. Look, not everybody has disability coverage through their employer. Think, think about all the self-employed folks out there. And look, I'll tell you, this was a planned surgery. This is, this is something that we've seen coming for a while and probably should have been done even sooner than it was, I'll tell you, but um, it was planned. But what if it had been an unplanned event? You know, what if there had been an accident or some sort of a, a sudden problem, like a you know, health problem, like a stroke? And, and what if it had lasted longer than, than three or four weeks? What, what if we were looking at six months or even a year or longer? Now, look, these, these are not just hypothetical questions. If, if you stop and think about it, you probably know somebody, I'm sure you know somebody, that recently found themselves in a, in a tough situation, either due to the onset of some health issue or... Uh, maybe because they've been involved in an accident. I mean, goodness knows, with the amount of texting and, and driving that I see out there nowadays, uh, you're easily a heartbeat away from a, a very sticky situation at any moment. So, look, this is what I want to talk to you about today, um, is having a plan in place for these these unexpected events, 
right? How, how to be prepared if you do have to step away from your job, from your earned income for some period of time due to accident or illness, whatever it may be. And, and to go a step farther, I want to be sure that you're not holding back on life simply out of fear that you might have an accident or something like that, you know, that if you're too bold, something bad could happen to you, you, you could have an accident and, and, and be down for the count, right? I know a lot of meek and, and timid people that, that play it safe, and, and that's just no way to live life. You know, there's a great, a great quote out there, something to the effect of, I, I refuse to tiptoe through life to arrive safely at death's door. Look, the, the point is this. We can put a plan into place. We can put a contingency into place that will allow you to breathe easier and know that you're covered and perhaps even allow you to act a little more boldly and, and to live without fear. And I'll say, if, if you're a younger listener out there, um, don't, don't think that you're immune. You know, I, I ran into a friend of mine just a, about a week or two ago uh, at, the, at the grocery store. And, you know, I'm in my mid-40s. She's maybe a few years older than I am. And during, during the course of the conversation, it came out that she had suffered not one, but two recent heart attacks in the course of a month. Uh, that just blew my mind. Uh, this girl is, is super healthy. She's a runner. Uh, but some sort of blockage had, had formed in, in just one of the arteries uh, that goes to the heart. It was 95% blocked. Now, fortunately, it ended well. They, they put a few stints into place, and, and she's going to be fine. She's recovering, just like my mother-in-law. But, but again, talk about unexpected. You, you just never know. And look, the, the CDC, the, the Center for Disease Control, published a report last year that, that talked about one in four U.S. adults living with a disability. Now, among the younger adults, we tend to see a more of a, a cognitive disability, whereas with older folks, we, we tend to see more mobility problems. And in fact, you know, mobility disability affects one in seven adults in the U.S. You know, think about my mother-in-law. She's dealing with that right now. She falls squarely in, into that category. And in fact, one of my num uh, neighbors recently went through a similar issue, but with her knee. She likes to travel and, and walk a lot, and, and her knee was failing her. And it was swollen most of the time. Uh, she was in pain a lot of the time. And, you know, this, this issue with her knee was impacting her quality of life. So much like my mother-in-law, she went out, had a replacement done. And uh, now, fortunately, she's already retired. So there, there's no impact to income from a job. So she was able to, to handle her recovery without any stress and at her own at her own pace. And and that's the thing. If, if you do come into a situation like this, what, you know, whether it's an expected planned event like these surgeries or something unexpected, you don't want to add the stress of having to think about your finances onto an already uh, difficult situation. Right. You want to be able to recuperate uh, in peace. Now, I did look up the recovery times for a, a knee replacement surgery. This one is of particular interest to me. Um, you know, I've, I've had some knee surgeries of my own in the past. I have no cartilage in my right knee, so I've got bone on bone. So this is in my future. So how long would a worker have to stay off the job for just a regular knee replacement surgery? If you're a desk worker, the recommendation is eight weeks. So that's about two months, uh, two full months without an income. And if your job is more physical, then it would be even longer at 12 weeks or about three months of no income. So you got to ask yourself, what am I going to do if I come up in this type of situation? Are you prepared? And look, this topic, it's, it's clearly very front of mind for me at the moment. Uh, obviously, with my mother-in-law dealing with a, a disability issue, albeit short term for now, and my neighbor having just gone through this as well. And, and I'm not sure if you know, but Del Walmsley, the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, he, he was dealing with his own disability for, I think it's about the last six months now. 
In fact, if you're a regular listener of Del Wal- the Del Walmsley Show, that, that comes on during the week, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. On, on Central Time. And just as an aside, you can find a link to listen live if you go to www.lifestylesunlimited.com and click on the radio button. But if, but if you're already a regular listener to that program during the week, then you probably noticed that Dell was absent for quite a while. Guys like Al Gordon and, and Michael Sulik were filling in for Dell while Dell was dealing with his, his health issue. And look, I'll tell you, Dell loves to do the radio show, and as hard as it was for him, he had to step away for a little bit. Now, I will tell you, Dell is back, and sounds great. In fact, we had a call with him, um, the radio team did, and, and with Dell this past week for some coaching. And he's, he, like I said, he sounds great. He's super energized. He's back to health, and in fact, he's getting married very, very soon. So he's got a lot on his plate. Dell is back at it, but, but the fact is, he had to lay off for six months. And here's the point Dell would make to you. And, and in fact, he talked about this on, on one of the shows he did earlier this week. Dell was able to fully shift gears and attack his health concerns head on, just like my neighbor, without having to worry or stress over finances over time off of a job. Why is that? Simply because Dell has multiple streams of passive income that he has built up over the years. Dell owns real estate, apartment complexes, and those things cash flow and they throw money into his pocket every month whether Dell is watching or not. Now, some might say that's a luxury, but I would say it's just darn good planning, really good planning. Look, Dell saw the value in passive income and, and specifically passive income from real estate, you know, some 30 years ago when he was a young man and, and started buying single-family houses. And Dell quickly made the jump into multifamily, into apartments, and he's just seen tremendous success. And that success, it's, it's translated for him into freedom, right? Financial freedom, freedom from worry and stress and freedom to to take on the things that life throws at him in stride and, and with focus. So Dell's built up streams of passive income, as have thousands of the members at Lifestyles Unlimited, so we can weather these sort of unexpected events. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, whether it's the planned ones like the knee surgeries or the hip replacement surgeries uh, or the unplanned ones, we can take these on without stress or, or financial worry. But if you are... If you are solely dependent on a job for your income, if you get laid up for a longer period of time, disabled for six months like Dell or a year or even permanently, and I'll have a, a case on, on permanent here in a second, look, you can no longer work, and that income stream that you've depended on is going to dry up. So we know stuff happens, and again, I have to ask you, are you prepared? Okay, if you do get laid up for six months or a year, is it going to break you financially? And if the answer is yes, then let me tell you, you have got to start making some plans. You need to put some contingencies into place to protect yourself and your family for this type of unexpected or even planned event. So what I want to do now is talk about some possible options. There there are several out there. Now, I mentioned my mother-in-law has disability coverage, and it turns out she has a very good policy in place. But is that enough? Well, it may be, it may not be. It comes down to the situation, the disability you have, and the level of coverage, and and the insurance company. They've got to approve your claim. And I'll tell you, I have an appalling story, an insider story that I want to share with you about just how those insurance companies think. If you think their motivation is your well-being, well, then you are misinformed. And I'm going to get to that here in just a second. If you have any questions, you can give me a call at 877-711-5211. Again, that's 877-711-5211. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, 
And in a moment, we'll return and we'll talk about building our contingency plan. And I want to tell you about uh, disability insurance and make sure you're aware of the pros and those very big cons. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we're talking about your financial freedom and what you need to do, what what you need to do to prepare for those contingencies, for those events in life that uh, pop up unexpectedly whether it's an accident or an unplanned, unexpected health issue or problem. And we're talking about a few options you, you might have or you might want to put in place uh, to, to help you better prepare. And, and the first of those, uh, we we're talking about my mother-in-law. She's just recently had a, a hip replacement surgery. She's off of work for a period of time, three, four weeks and uh, for her recovery. And she has disability coverage through her employer. So you'll want to check to see if you've got that, if that's something you can buy. But you need to ask yourself whether or not it's going to be enough. Um, coverage that, that is provided through disability, it's not 100% of your income. You, you typically will be paid somewhere between 40 and 60% of your gross pay each month. And if you have other streams of income coming in, such as Social Security uh, disability, that's going to be netted out of that amount, so they're going to reduce what they pay you. And, of course, taxes come out of that as well. So, so you need to know whether or not that's going to be sufficient. And, and for a lot of people, it won't be. you got to remember, most people are living check to check. Even the guys that are pulling down six-digit salaries are living check to check. So if you reduce the amount of that check, what is going to happen? And, of course, like I said, the insurance company has to approve the claim in the first place. And this is where I want to relate a story to you um, that I heard from a a very, very close friend of mine uh, that, that used to work for one of these big national insurance companies. And... Look, this this particular company provides a a variety of insurance coverage, including health insurance and short and long-term disability, among others. And and my friend was a claims manager there for a while and eventually uh, rose up to be a supervisor on the long-term disability side of the business. And anyhow, I reached out to her uh, to refresh my memory because over the years she she told me some some horrible stories. Um, She was always stressed out at this place, but there was one that stood out, and and we talked about it just ahead of the show. And... um, she had a claimant at one point that was, you know, a very clear cut and dry case. The claimant was clearly disabled and permanently disabled at that. And there was ample evidence provided by her doctor, signed and stamped by that, that claimant's doctors. So, you know, the, the insurer approved the claim initially, and she'd been receiving payments for a year or so. And, you know, per the policy she had bought, she was entitled to receive disability payment through the end of her life. But do you think that the insurance company saw it that way? Oh, no. Remember, your well-being is not their true mo- motive. It's, it's profit. And paying this claimant out to the end of her life, well, that's not very profitable. So, look, this company scratched around, and they eventually figured out a way to deny the claim. What was their reasoning? Well, there had been no recent evidence on file of a disability. It had been more than a year since a doctor's report had come across. And you know why? Because the claimant and her doctor saw no need for more visits. She was disabled. It's an inconvenience, but she was permanently disabled. The case was approved. It's not going. She wasn't going to get better. 
I don't know what more there is to say there. And, you know, my friend is an ethical, upstanding person, and she battled for this claimant. But in the end, the company forced her to close the claim. The company stopped making payments to this claimant in her time of need. And guess what? The good news is the claimant took the company to court. She sued and she won, hands down. And and look, this company was doing nothing short of, of, of screwing this poor disabled woman around. But again, she won and my friend left that company. By the way, the turnover in that industry is extremely, extremely high for this very reason. So I, I just tell you the story to urge caution. Take a look at your policy. Are you getting full coverage? Are you getting 40%? Is it 60? Is it going to meet your needs? And be aware that, that you're probably going to have to fight that company, okay? Let's talk about another fight. What about Social Security Disability Insurance? Well, that's something you could try to tap into as well, right? Get government support, rely on Big Brother. But like I said, you got to be prepared for a fight here as well. Uh, and first of all, the application process can take anywhere from three to five months, and there is a mandatory waiting period of five months after the onset of your disability before you get payment. Well, that's a pretty big gap. That's just great. And look, I have another relative down the road here in East Texas, and he's gone through some health issues. Uh, seems like all my family's falling apart, but he, he was laid up in the hospital multiple times, had his, I think it was his gallbladder removed, part of his spleen maybe. I may be confusing his, you know, the body parts here, so don't quote me, but the point is he was laid up in the hospital several times. He's now in constant pain and not able to work. He's not quite to retirement age, and he has applied to Social Security for disability coverage. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I want to tell you how that worked out for him and how much he's making each month off of Social Security Disability just in a second here. Hey, if you've got any questions, you're welcome to email me at askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com. That's askandy at l-u-i-n-c dot com or give me a call at 877-711-5211. Again, that's 877-711-5211. You are listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb and we'll continue in a moment as we discuss disability and preparedness. Talk 1370, the right choice. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and I'm thrilled to be with you today. And today we're talking about how to prepare for those unexpected events in life, whether it's an accident or uh, a health crisis that take us away from our job for a period of time and, and take us away from that income stream that our job provides. We need to put some contingency plans into place to cover that 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 time that we're down. And we talked about um, disability, short or long-term disability through an insurance company if your employer offers that. Just be aware that the coverage may or may not be sufficient to, to float you through that, that downtime because they typically don't pay 100%. Um, and we just transitioned and wanted to look at the Social Security Disability Insurance that you can get through our government, through the U.S., right? And I've got an, a relative out in, in East Texas that he's 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 not doing real well, I guess I would say. And um, he's been in and out of the hospital a few times and, and had parts, you know, gallbladder, whatnot removed. And he's just in constant pain. He's not he's not able to work. So he, he's applied to Social Security for their disability coverage on on several occasions. And he has been denied on several occasions. So, you know, he, he's he's gone 
he's to the point now that he's had to engage a lawyer to fight on his behalf. So the case is still pending. I don't know what he's going to wind up getting out of this whole ordeal. Um, so I don't, I don't know how it's going to shake out. But even if he does eventually win, you know, what is it going to get him? Look, the level of payment that you get for Social Security disability, it's not a reflection of your disability. So if, if, in other words, if you're incurring a lot of extra costs due to your disability, it's not relevant, okay? What the government looks at is how much you paid into that Social Security uh, system uh, ahead of time. That's, that's what's going to drive your payment. And I took a look online in, in January of this year, 2019, the, the average payment that Social Security disability made was $1,234. Look, I don't, I don't know about you, but that is not going to cover my monthly expenses. It's not going to come close, especially not now that I've got a toddler running around the house. So we've got disability through regular insurance companies. We've got uh, Social Security disability. Now, the, the Dave Ramsey crowd out there, they'll, they'll talk about having three to six months of expenses on hand in an emergency fund. This is an option, right? And I, I agree with this. I think it's a great idea. But here again, I don't think it's sufficient. Here's the problem with just having cash on hand as your emergency plan. It is a one-way road. And as you use up your, your pot of reserves, as you deplete those, it doesn't replenish itself. What's going to happen? You're going to watch that account balance start to dwindle. It's going to decline over time as you draw it down. And that's just going to contribute to your financial worry at a time when you don't even need to be thinking about this. You need to be focused on your recovery. That's not going to help you. And let's say you do happen to get to the end of your emergency just barely, and those reserves kept you intact, you avoided financial you know, catastrophe. Well, those funds are now depleted. How long did it take you to save up that six months of reserves in the, in the first place? Well, now you got to do it again. And, of course, the bigger question is, what if you get to the end of that six months and that, that six months of reserves is not enough? What do you do now? Look, if you have access to disability insurance, hey, that's a great supplement. If you think you can trust the insurance company, and keep in mind your coverage won't be at 100% in most cases, or you could, uh, if you want to fight, you can try to get Social Security disability. You know, go ahead. Just know that it's going to take you some time to get that into place. And I think you should absolutely save up and have some reserves on hand in cash in a bank, like Dave Ramsey suggests. But here again, keep in mind that is a finite resource. You can, you can only draw down what you have saved. So I want to look at the fourth option, and, and, and this one is not dependent on an insurance company signing off. It, it doesn't take months to get approved by the government, and it's not going to deplete over time. And I'm talking about passive income. So let's talk about pa uh, building a passive income through rent, uh, rental real estate in particular. You've, you, and you've got a few options here. You can look at single-family investing, which is what I do. Uh, you can look at multifamily, or you can even do a mix of both, right? A lot's, now, a lot's going to depend on your resources. What, what sort of capital do you have on hand you know, when you're starting out? If you've got a lot of capital, you might want to jump right on into multifamily, into apartments. And if you're working a full-time job and you've got that capital, this is a great option because there are, there are guys and gals out there, you know, folks that we call lead investors, and you know, they, they do all the heavy lifting. They find the apartment deals. They figure out the renovations that are needed. They you know, put the, the team together, get the financing, and so on. Um, all we do as passive investors is contribute the capital needed to take down the deal, right? Typically, the investor isn't going to pony up his own cash or not all of it, right, to, to take down these larger deals. So we contribute as passive investors. We have our money in the deal, and we collect mailbox money at the end of the day, on a, typically on a quarterly basis. 
So, hey, we'll be back in, in, in a second to wrap up our conversation on preparing for disability and putting contingencies into place. If you want to give me a call, you can reach me at 877-711-5211. Again, that is 877-711-5211. Or send me an email at askandy at luinc.com. That's askandy at luinc.com. This is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Talk 1370. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom by talking about putting contingency plans into place in case life throws us a curveball and we're taken down for a number of months, can't work, lose that job income. And we want to have some contingencies in place that keep the money coming into our, our household, into our pocket, so we don't have to worry about our finances. And, and there are a number of options out there. We talked about short and long-term disability through an insurer. We talked about uh, social security disability through the government. Both of those you need to prepare for a fight, of course, and they're probably not going to be sufficient to cover your expenses, I'll tell you that. Uh, you should absolutely have some reserves on hand, um, like Dave Ramsey talks about, three to six months of expenses. And then we're now talking about the, the ideal option, which is passive income. You just want that money coming in the door no matter what you're doing. And, and that's what rental real estate can do for you. And we talked specifically ahead of the break about multifamily. If you've got some reserves and, and can get into apartments, that is a great way to go. If you're working a full-time job in particular, because you can buy in as a passive. You just get in on a deal contribute your funds and sit back and wait. You let the lead investor deal with uh, all the, you know, running the day-to-day -day stuff. And then on a quarterly basis, you get your, your distribution. Um, as an alternative, if you don't have uh, enough capital to jump into apartments, uh, you can go the single family route. And if you wanna go the apartment route, let me tell you, buy some single family houses, get that equity, capture that equity, sell those things, and then make the transition. Um, now, my wife and I, were single family investors, and, and again, if you've got less capital to start with, it's a great way to get in. And you can really build up a, a, a portfolio of single houses, single family houses, uh, much quicker than I, than I think you would realize, you know, if you're just sitting on your couch thinking about it right now. It goes pretty fast, and, and the returns on these things are huge. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have, I've got one house. I looked back at my 2018 financials. It's giving me an 80% return in that year. And if I had back the equity pay down because the tenant's paying the mortgage, that number jumps up to 107% cash on cash, right? Now, most, most returns will be quite a bit lower, uh, maybe in the 10 to 30% range, but um, still phenomenal numbers and beating the heck out, uh, uh, beating the pants off of my 2% return in my, my online bank account. Now, with single family, you, you may be a little less passive if you choose to self-manage, but you can always hire out a property management company, right? Now, we personally, we have always chosen to self-manage. And I'll, I'll tell you, the time that you need is it's minimal. Um, even, even during the renovation phase, you know, we hire out all the work, typically using a general contractor to manage the project. So we're, we're pretty much hands-off throughout. But that's the objection I often get when I talk to people. They just say, I don't have time, but I don't buy that. Listen, my, my wife and I were both working full-time jobs when we started buying houses seven years ago. And in fact, we had built up a portfolio of nine houses while we were both still working. Now, at that point, my wife got, you know, she got fed up with her job and she quit. 
And by the way, she could do that easily because we had more than replaced her income at that point with those nine houses. So, and that, that was right at about, I think, three years of investing for us. So she pulled the trigger, jumped ship, and, you know, we always say retire in two to five years. Well, she, she did that clearly. But the point is this, if you are working a job, I don't want to hear that excuse of no time. I just, it doesn't float with me. Now, if you're investing in rental property correctly, you, you'll find you do have the time. If you're not sure if you're investing correctly or if you haven't started and, and you want to make sure that you get started correctly, what you need to do is find a mentoring group out there, somebody in your market, and, and ask them for help. Get them to show you the way. Now, I do want to give you a couple of quick tips. If, if you don't think you have the capital right now, um, talk to a mentor. Find somebody that can give you advice, right, that can, can take a look at your, your balance sheet with you, and, and they, they may see things that you don't see. Okay, and in the meantime, there are a few things you can do. If you think, you know, take a look in your garage um, or out in your driveway. You know, we had a motorcycle for years. I, I rode it quite a bit, but once our kid came along, you know, that thing just seemed to sit in the garage and take up space, and, and I mean the motorcycle, not the kid. So I'd finally sold the bike and freed up some cash, right? So what toys are you sitting on that are seldom or, or never used? Uh, you know, motorcycle, a boat, a jet ski, an RV, and and. Also, I want to throw this out there. If you, if you think about what Dave Ramsey says, build up an emergency fund of three to six months. He always says three to six months. Well, if you're parked nicely at six months, could you free up some of that cash, dial your reserves back to three months, and put the balance to work by picking up a house or two? Remember that cash on cash return I mentioned, 80%. Like I said, that beats the heck out of 2% in my online bank. Even at a more normal 10 or 20%, that's, you're doing much better. And you, you, you can recoup that cash in, in no time. Hey, if you're too busy to ask a question today, uh, you can email me at any time at askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. That's askandy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. And when we come back, we'll finish talking about passive income as a way to put that contingency plan into place. And, and again, like I said, that is the best way to go because that money just comes in every month. Like Dell with his apartments, he doesn't have to do anything. He was able to step away for six months to deal with his health concerns. He got through those no problem because he didn't have to worry about a thing. So we're going to finish talking about passive income when the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show returns. Talk 13.7, the right choice. We are back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb, and today we've been working on your financial freedom by helping you better prepare for those curveballs that life throws your way, whether it's an accident you've been in on the highway because some guy next to you was texting away or a health concern that's popped up uh, like our, our founder, Del Walmsley, dealt with over the past six months. And, you know, my, my mother-in-law, I mentioned at the top of the show, recovering from uh, hip replacement surgery. Look, we want you to be prepared, and there are you know, our goal here is to is to build up enough passive income to where we've matched or even exceeded our expenses. You know, once we've done that, we we are financially free like Dell. And and when the proverbial stuff hits the fan, you know, we can take it in stride, right? We can face whatever that problem is head on, without having our focus diluted by financial worries when we least need to, you know need need our our focus taken away. 
you know, and, and if, if, if it's taking time off of work to recover from a, a planned hip or knee replacement surgery like my mother-in-law or my neighbor or being permanently disabled, disabled like our, our relative out in East Texas, look, that passive income from real estate is going to provide for us and our family in that time of need. Now, I want to come back to the young crowd out there, the bulletproof crowd that may think they don't need to worry about this sort of planning already. Listen, I, I started buying real estate when I was 38 or 39. And if you were to ask me my biggest regret as it relates to real estate, it is simply that I did not get started sooner. So if you're that, that bulletproof guy or gal, keep in mind that, that accidents, they, they can happen. But know that time is on your side. If you start buying now in your early 20s or 30s, you have something that I didn't have when I started. You've got time on your side. So start putting your contingency plan into place now. You won't regret it. And you'll find that you will be able to create such a huge amount of passive cash flow. You're going to be set. And if you're in that meek and timid crowd, afraid to take a risk or travel or do something, quote, unquote, crazy because of the downside risk, let me tell you something. If you start buying rental real estate and start putting passive income into place, your mindset will change. You will become bolder. I can tell you 100% that my outlook is completely different now than it was seven years ago before we started buying houses. Your perspective will change. Once you have that passive income in place and realize that you're no longer tied to that job, you don't have to worry about that impending potential accident or health care, whatever it is, um, you're set. Now, you might want to keep on working. A lot of investors that I know still do, but, but guess what? They don't have to, and they know that. And they know that if something happens to them, they and their family are covered by that passive income. And one more thing I want to mention, a quick story. It may not be your disability that is the issue. It could be someone in your extended family. We just had dinner with a, a friend that was back in town for a few weeks, and, and she'd come back from the Northeast where she was she recently moved uh, to be with her parents. They're older and not doing so well, so she's chosen to move up there to be near them. Now, we know her through Lifestyles Unlimited, and she has a number of rental houses around Dallas-Fort Worth. She's kept those in place. She manages those from up there because it's that easy. But here's the thing she remarked while we were at dinner recently. She said, you know, if it wasn't for the rental real estate that she'd put together, she would not have been able to be there for her parents like she is. So look, put that contingency plan into place now. You never know when or how it will help you out. Get some passive income into your portfolio now. So look, we talked today about contingency planning, um, whether it's health crisis or an accident, uh, those things that can come along and really upend your life for a period of time. If, if you're working, you may be forced to stop for some time. And, and then the question is, the big question is, you know, if that's your only source of income, that job, what, what are you going to do? Look, again, this is a, a, a topic that's front of mind for me, like I said, with my couple of relatives dealing with issues and then Dell uh, being out for six months. And uh, like I said earlier, Dell is back and, and he's doing great. And boy, I'll tell you, he's uh, we had a call with him. He sounded great and he's raring to be back in the saddle and on the radio. And, you know, he's come away from his recent experience um, being laid up for six months with with a new focus and, and eager to help you. And in fact, he has put together an offer that um, it's just phenomenal. Uh, when he presented it to us, I, you know, my jaw dropped here. So nor normally to become a new member, you, you would join Lifestyles Unlimited at the, the financial freedom program level, uh, which is $740 for an, for an annual membership, for a family membership. You know, if you're new to investing, uh, the financial freedom program is, is absolutely a great place to start. And, uh, you know, that's where my wife and I got our start seven years ago. But, but what I want to tell you is with, with his renewed vigor 
Dell is uh, he's put together an offer. Um, he's he's offering to discount that first year membership by five hundred dollars. So instead of, of the regular seven hundred and forty dollar family membership, it's just two hundred and forty dollars for the first year. Again, that's a five hundred dollar discount. So um, I'll tell you what, if you've been thinking about joining, now's the time. And look, you can check out the offer at, at the following website. Go to buymylifeback.com. That's B-U-Y, buymylifeback.com. And uh, at the bottom, you can put in a promo code Andy, A-N-D-Y, my first name. Again, that's buymylifeback.com. The promo code is Andy, and you'll get a $500 discount off that normal $740 membership. And you can check out that website there for more information on, you know, what comes with the program, um, you know, what's involved there. So it's a great opportunity, and i got to tell you, Dell, it is great to have you back. Hey, folks, I've, I've enjoyed the day with you. Um, you can find us on the air every day of the week and enjoy our podcasts anytime at www.lifestylesunlimited.com. Just click on the radio tab. This is Andy Webb, and, and I thank you for listening, and, and I look forward to talking with you again soon on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, investing, or tax advice. Results may vary. Always consult a professional before making any financial decisions. If you'd like to find out more about the mentoring available at Lifestyles Unlimited, please visit them online at lifestylesunlimited.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.